Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Girl Club. Yep, that's right. We are the program that brings you real talk about real issues. And we're real girls just trying to apply real faith to those real issues. So joining me this week to continue the discussion that we've been having about dealing with the spirit of rejection is Nova Page, my girlfriend, Girl Club regular, worship leader, singer, songwriter, pastor, <laughs> and just a great girlfriend. Hey, Nova. Thanks. Hi, love. It's Hi. really good to be here talking about this topic. And <laughs> I know, I know. And it's it's the two of us this week. Uh, for for all of you regular Girl Club watchers, um, you know that we are we are a crew of four, sometimes six. Nova and Christine, uh, not Nova. Uh, Christina Boudreaux and Christina Reynolds. Okay, we'll call them the two Christinas. The two Christinas have kitty birthdays and uh, evangelical tours happening this week. So I'm kind of excited, Nova, that it's you and I today because- Me too. Yeah, yeah, because we get to like really unpack these issues. And I know it's been a powerful, it's been a powerful few weeks really talking about this stuff. It has, because I, I think every woman can relate to- this because we've all been rejected or uninvited to a social circle or, um, you know, uh, something that we wanted and we have felt the rejection. And it's kind of like, are we going to live as rejected women or are we going to live as empowered women that use the rejection for our life as opposed to thinking it's against our life? That's mm, so well said. You know, it, it's it's like, to me, that spirit of rejection, it, it's like dealing with it and exper- experiencing it is normal, right? We all totally, we all yeah. experience it. And then how we deal with it and, and what we react to and how we react to it is where it gets really important. And then I think we've even this week looked at kind of, it's gone a step further where sometimes that spirit is so empowered demonically in your life and so used by the enemy that you've got to deal with it by confronting some very deep places of brokenness that might be projecting that spirit even when, or or projecting worse, you know, even when it's not really, um, even when it's not really there, even when something isn't meant to necessarily cause you to, 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 to break and crumble and fall. You know, um, so I, I I think it's just an interesting thing because, you know, it's like you said, if we've all felt rejected before, then the enemy has the ability to poke into those wounds big time. And big time. And yeah. Yeah. Big time. So it's, it's yeah. I, I know each week we've been trying to go away and kind of challenge everybody to look at, you know, this kind of spirit at work in your own life. And I, I'd love to, while Nova and I are getting into it this morning, I'd love for you guys who are kind of tuning in and watching, I'd love for you to chime in your questions and your comments so that we can try to deal with them openly right here. You know, so how's your week been? No. <laughs> well, I have a good rejection story if you want to hear it. Should we go? Should we go there? Let's just go there. And then, and then we're going to finish the last few points. You guys just, I guess, for housekeeping reasons, we've been dealing with 10 indicators that you are potentially grappling with the demonically empowered spirit of rejection, right? So Nova, before you share your rejection story, let me run through them. So these are 10 fruits of the spirit of rejection at work in your life. And the last few, um, 
girl club sessions, we've been really fellowshipping these and walking these out and teaching on how to recognize them and how to deal with them. So the first one, the first sort of indicator that we looked at was that you find yourself comparing your circumstances or situations with others. And of course, you never seem to measure up. The second one was that you feel like you missed out on life's opportunities and now it's too late. Boy, that's, a, that's, that's I mean, come on. As you get older, that's just a big one. Um, the third one is no amount of encouragement is enough to convince you of your worth. Okay, we, we all get that one. We all have frustrated friends and people who love us who've told us that we're fabulous and fierce a million times. And yet it's like you hear the words, but you're not living the words out because the words aren't really penetrating to a place of truth for you. Um, the next one, the fourth one, is that you feel rejected if you're not greeted or acknowledged by leadership. That's a big one. The fifth one we looked at was um, when you constantly seek the approval of others and you suffer from people pleasing. That's an indicator that you might be dealing with the spirit of rejection. And although it doesn't seem like it on the face of it, of course it is. Because why would you be a people pleaser? Well, usually the answer is because you don't want to be rejected. Um, so you have no boundaries at all around your life and what God needs you to do and accomplish with each and every day. Uh, the sixth one that we dealt with was that you're easily offended or embarrassed from discipline or correction. And the seventh one is where we're going to pick up today. But Nova, if you want to comment on those before we move into number seven, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think my, just from what, even what I experienced this week, um, again, it's so awesome, Cynthia, because I know that all of this is rooted in identity and you're like the woman that's always speaks about identity. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that I am a daughter of the King. Yeah. However, there are times when I go, I'm a daughter of the King, but and then when that's when I'm feeling a little bit like a victim, I'm a daughter of king, but all this and this. And if I can shift my thinking from I'm a daughter of the king, therefore, look what my body just did. But wow. therefore, wow. therefore, it takes me into action. It affirms my identity. I know there's something good coming. If I go, I'm a daughter of the king. But all these people say this, all that I'm all of a sudden become I'm in this chaotic victimization of myself triangle. But the therefore takes me into, you know what? I'm empowered and I'm not going to be a victim anymore. And so if I can shift and not have such a big butt and move into the therefore, I can become an empowered woman, not just for myself. This is never about just me. This is about the people that are around me that I that move out from my sphere of influence that I can empower. And so I I know that my thoughts, I have to go, I'm a daughter of the king, therefore. So if mm. you want to hear my story, it's very applicable to this. <laughs> it's yes. crazy. Come on, girl. So as as you know, <clears throat> um, I, I um my best friend and I <clears throat> excuse me, started our interior design business about uh, three years ago. And my whole life, you know, I've done design. I started 
designing as a young child. Like sometimes the things that we are when we are little kids, we end up doing for real in real life. Like that's just the truth. So um, one of the things that God gave me was the ability to see and envision and see something totally done before it's even there. And so I had a client this week and this wasn't like a really huge client. This was um, a residential client. It was a smaller project, but we took it on because we were like, man, we just, our whole thing is just to, you know, be accessible and affordable and there with people, right? Because to me, everything's ministry. So she shows us pictures and videos of her home. We go out, we can't spend too many hours because she has a real budget, right? So we go out, we shop, we buy the thing. We see, I see her house. I'm like, okay, this is what needs to go here and there. <clears throat> this is going to be awesome. I'm keeping the budget in mind. We shop for everything. There's a living room, a dining room, a guest room. I mean, there's an entryway. So I have to like make it happen, right? And girl, I I prayed and I was like, finding things. I'm like, this is anointed shopping. Hallelujah. I'm thinking I am on point. I am the bomb. Me and my partner, like uh, my business partner, like this is rad. So we get there. We're so excited to bring everything in the house. We send her away. We're like HGTVing it. <laughs> and we do this whole thing in a day. And, um, you know, it is, it's absolutely stunning and it's budget friendly, but it's stunning. And for like a good, like eight hours work, it was rad. So we girl, we bring her in and we get out our little iPhones and we're so excited to show her. And she's like, Oh. Oh, wow. <clears throat> oh. And we're like, what's happening? I mean, prior to she had sent us, these are the stores I love. These are the brands I love. These are the lines I love. And I was like, awesome. This is amazing. And so we find these things. We put it together again. What's in her home already? I don't mean to take so much time on this, but yeah, take your time. As take soon care. as she came in and she had the like, oh, my heart sank. And, uh, and right away, the enemy is like, because you don't know what you're doing. You're not good at this. You've lost your mojo. You you don't, you know, you you, you thought you, you knew, but you don't know. And I got really bummed. And girl, I, when she was like, uh, I go, okay, tell me what you don't like. And she's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's not me. That's not me. And I was like, what's going on? So uh, I, girl, I... I start taking things down off the walls. I was like, okay, you don't like it. We'll take it off. You got it. We'll, we'll start taking it down. We start throwing things in the car. But before that, my, my business partner, she took pictures of like what our finished product was. It was absolutely stunning. And girl, I, I had to sit there and go, you know what? I'm, I'm God's girl. He gave me this gift. Therefore, this is not happening to me. It's happening for me. Like her rejection of what I think is beautiful and what she told me she thought was beautiful is not an indicator of who I am or how much I'm, how terrible I am or my identity. It's just uh, either a miscommunication. And it turns out she just didn't, she doesn't know what she likes. So, and after all that, you know, I'm like, okay, even if she doesn't know what she likes or what she wants to do with her home, I can't take it personally. I'm, I am not rejected. You know, I did my very best. I partnered with the Lord and I gave my all and her like not liking it, even though actually all of her friends liked it, which felt kind of great, but wasn't the point. Um, I, there was a moment where I was like, 
I had to decide. I had to stop, challenge the thought, and then choose something different for myself. Like, no, you know what? This is just one person. And that's okay. They, you know what? In fact, they can have their opinion. And it's not personal. It's not personal. Right. Right. Um, so, girl, it was it was definitely, I'm used to people loving everything we do. And so to have that felt out of love. And I felt like the enemy wanted to throw me like, you know, you should just quit. You're not a good designer. Of course. You should just quit. <laughs> Of course. Isn't that in every area of our life? If he can just, but, yeah. but here's the thing, here's the root, Cynthia. And we talked about, you know, uh, that in previous weeks, but when I was a little girl and I've shared this before, but you might remember me sharing it. And this has, my mom is awesome. She is the most godly, awesome woman. But when I asked her, how did you feel when you knew you were having a- another kid? And that was me. And she's like, I cried. And the root, that rejection came. And it was, you know what? It wasn't because of me. She was living on a farm in the middle of nowhere with three other kids, no flushing toilet. Who wouldn't cry, right? So you have to, so I had to get rid of that root and know like I'm loved. I was wanted. That that wasn't a statement about who I am. Right. Uh, Nova, it's, that's in that moment as a child, that's where you broke. That's kind of where that spirit entered. And I yep. mean, for those of you who are watching and paying attention, it's really, really, really important what Nova just shared, because each of you probably has a moment in your childhood, because most most brokenness, most of this stuff enters when we're kids in the most innocent of ways in a lot of times. Totally. You, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's a bad way. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a spirit of rejection really enter and become demonically empowered because of my sexual abuse as a childhood. But sometimes it's as innocent as a loving parent making answer, making a comment, answering you, right? And, and all of a sudden, how do you interpret that? And most of us as kids, we do interpret anything less than Disneyland, right? As rejection or hurt or pain or something like that. And so it's, it's, it's amazing but those things you can carry with you your whole life and they can navigate your life. And what we're doing and what we do with the word of God and what we're encouraging you to do is to use the word of God to understand that these things are not meant to drive and control your life. They're not meant to dictate your emotions. And you know, Nova, of course you went right back to that little girl. Here's your client. She walks in. How do you feel? I And she, she cries like she goes, oh, and all of a sudden now you're the little girl taking her stuff and feeling like, oh, I'm not loved. I'm not wanted. I'm not talented. I'm not this. I'm not that. When in reality, you're more than talented enough. And you're right. She just didn't know what she wanted. You know? She didn't. She didn't. She used words that were very definitive. But when I gave her the definitive words, it was like, oh, no. I mean, down to a color that was on a wall in her home, which I played off of. And she's like, I just don't like that color. I was like, then you got to paint your wall, sister. Right. <laughs> Before right. I come. Right. Because right? I'm playing. I can't add, you know, like whatever color to that. So, um, but you know, it, you know, it true also, you know, Cynthia, I didn't want to come to a place where I was blaming her because this, that doesn't, that's not helpful for me either. I just had to go, okay, look what I did. I just took all these things off the wall. Um, cause I wanted her to be happy. And so I, you know, I shape shifted and did all this stuff. 
Um, but the truth was, I was never going to make her happy. The Lord has to do that in her first. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know what I'm learning also? Um, communication is so key when you're trying to confront these issues. And and it, most people don't communicate well, you know? No. And, and, and I, I, I'm learning a lesson, interestingly enough, Nova, rehabbing the house across the street uh, in Tennessee. And um, I'm learning that as clear as I think I communicate, someone else may hear completely differently because they're hearing through their filter. And so what I learned was, ah, for everything going forward, I'm probably going to have him show me a sample. Show me an example. You know, if I say, let's do this color, this color, and this color, and you go out and you choose the color, but you've chosen a different luster or gloss on the paint, so the color is going to read differently. If you had shown me that going into it, I could have said, yes, that's the color I chose. No, that's not the right read. So, because you changed the gloss. So Mm -hmm. now let's go and pick a new color based on the fact that you're going to use, you know, a different gloss. It's just... And it's little things where I think it, that I think the experience for you was a gift because I oh. a total gift, right? So total, total. If, if you let the brokenness and the spirit of rejection, like if you let the enemy demonically empower that spirit of rejection, you'll quit and dismantle your business. Yeah. If you learn the lesson, which yeah. may be that most people don't know what they want, that most people don't communicate correctly, then you'll build your business now on knowing a little bit of something about human nature. Yeah. It, and it's, you know, it's very interesting because there, I don't know, do you ever study the Enneagram, but there are certain personality types that are, if they are unhealthy, that you can never please them. Right. So if you can walk in knowing um, I am going to have to, you know, yeah, like you said, communicate differently and in a way that's more effective for them or just not take those clients. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? I just can't, I can't do this project. And that's okay too, because I want the best yes in my life as much as that person wants to choose the best yes in their life. And that might be choosing someone else, which doesn't make me less. It just makes me empowered to choose the right people myself. Well, exactly. choose the right client. That, yeah. that's, that, that's someone who's learned very helpfully what boundaries are and why, you know, yeah. You know what? Anything that infuses us with, humility is good. Even like if it feels like humiliation in the moment, you know, and um, the work of humility inside my soul is, is the gift. Right. So there's a humility that, that has to come in those moments and, and decide it's, it's okay. It's okay. Not everybody has to like me. Not everybody has to like the things I like and has, it has nothing to do with my identity. It's right. just life. Yeah. And you know what? We can, I'm a daughter of the king. Therefore, I can move forward. Oh, I, I love that, by the way. I love that. I, because I'm a daughter of the king, but, and think about this, you guys, but negates everything that came out of your mouth prior. I can hang those chandeliers, but, but is the indicator that an excuse is coming. But is the indicator of the negative thing that's going to right. Speaking louder to you than the thing that it is that you desire to do, be, say, or are, and, you know, <sighs> therefore I can hang those lights. Therefore, 
Therefore, I can hire the right person. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can figure it out on a DIY video on YouTube. Therefore, Therefore. I'm really talented because I can hang those lights. Like there's so much in that, Nova. There's so much life in that. It's And girl, you know, we've probably all heard that before and it skipped over us, right? Like there's nothing new under the sun, but it's like there is this. And I like what you said that, you know, that those big butts in our life just give us big excuses. Absolutely. To not to not own our stuff and Absolutely. to not own, you know, our story. And this really is about our our story because our story gives way and testimony to other people's story and testimony. And so it's always for us. This is well, all of life is for us. It's amazing. It's even our, our it's even our testimony. Uh, you know, what if I said, you know, I have a testimony, but but it's horrible, but I won't share it, but I need to be in silence, but nobody will get it, but people will judge me. Like, think of all of that. When in reality, I have a testimony, therefore, therefore I will slay demons. Therefore I am, I am powerful. Therefore I'm incredible. Therefore I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The therefore, okay, so ladies listening, we're going to replace but with therefore forever. And, you know, Misha just wrote in, but is a terrible word sometimes. Uh, Miche, please, or any of you who are watching, uh, give us, write in a time when but is good. Because I really want to know, because I'm actually <laughs> thinking, I'm actually thinking yeah, that but is a terrible too. word all the time. Right? Like, I mean, I'm really. Well, you know when, you know when it's a good word? But God. Well, right. That's it. I, okay, so here you go. But it's just the opposite, saying the same thing. I would not have been able to hang those lights. Right. God. (laughs) I I, I would never have been a daughter of the king, but. Yeah. God. I would never feel saved and loved and confident and secure, but God. But God. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. I, I, I think, you know, this, you know, um, you, I could have felt, I think all of us can relate to the idea, whatever we're going through. It's like you being set aside and we, I, we've talked about this, but, but the feeling set aside by people, you know, you have to go, okay, I'm not going to be, you know, taken into this, like, you know, girl, you go over there. You're not worth it. You're not enough. I'm going to say, okay, I'm a daughter of the King. I am being set apart. And sometimes that set apartness requires me to do more study. It requires me to prepare more, to pay more attention. That's what it requires. And that feels empowering again, as a daughter of Jesus, you know, as opposed to me just like moving in that victim chaos again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Victim chaos. It's it is chaos. You know when you when you live with these spirits at work in your life, with these voices that have given you these negative places where you want to retreat and hide in, where you want to just go wallow in your anger and your self pity, and you are literally creating victim chaos in your life. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. it is a victim's narrative on steroids that all of these spirits feed. And what we're doing with Girl Club and with these last episodes is confronting each of these narratives and these lies and we're hopefully nailing them to a cross. That that's mm-hmm. my 
goal. And that's, I know that's Nova's goal. That's Christina's goal. It's, it's Christina's goal. You know, it's, it's, uh, with two Christina's that gets very confusing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to hit the seventh point. Because okay. I think the seventh indicator that you are dealing with a demonically empowered spirit of rejection in your life is when you notice that you have this insane need to always prove yourself in public. This is such a big one, I feel. And, and, and I'm telling you, number seven on the list of 10, this to me is about what we live in today. Everything is public. If you have an insane need to try to prove yourself in public, Nova, social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I mean, we talk about this subject in general in a lot of ways, but if you've got this spirit of rejection at work in your life, you will never win. You will never win. You will be eaten up and consumed from from the inside out until the point where you are so down on yourself that you cannot go forward. Yeah. You know, it's so, I'll oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm go deeper. Go, I'm going to go one step further. Yeah. I am a daughter of a king, but trying to prove myself in public will take me out. It takes you out. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because you're right. Everything feels public. And I, I I don't know if you feel this way, and this might just be a question in my head, but I feel like it's what ends up, I, I kind of end up seeing it. People who have something to prove online are always trying to prove themselves. They end up coming cross, across arrogantly. They, their confidence feels false. And arrogance kind of shines through and that people don't necessarily want to follow the arrogance, whether they know that or not, that's not what draws people to love and acceptance and security. It just is like, uh, it's, it's kind of (laughs) stinky. Yeah. It smells to high heaven. It or, smells or, or low hell, wherever it smells to. But I, I yeah, you, I, you know, it's crazy, Nova, because you can tell, you know, when you if you like scan around anything that's media driven or social media driven and you look at people, you can see arrogance and pride all over people. You know, yeah. you can tell the difference. It's funny. I was watching a group of young women a few weeks ago. My husband and I were having dinner uh, somewhere in town and they were, it was the sweetest group of like five girls. And they were all like 20 somethings. And as I watched them, I realized that one of the girls was celebrating a birthday and they were all dressed up, hair, makeup, like perfect setting in the restaurant. And then the girl takes out of her bag, I kid you not, a birthday cake. And she turns it around so you couldn't see where a little piece had been eaten, takes off the, you know, takes off the thing and then takes her birthday photos. And has her friends all hold the cake. They all take a picture. They sang happy birthday three or four times. They were working on the perfect selfies and the perfect photos to memorialize what her birthday was about. Now, I have to tell you, there was a lot of me that was like, oh, my gosh, 
you're missing the birthday dinner because of you're missing it. And the production and the and the fake of it. But then the other thing was there was also this part of them that it was so sweet because they, there wasn't really pride or arrogance in it. What there and you could have seen if there was, right? What was in it more was like, it's my birthday and I'm doing what everybody does. And and there was a sweetness to it, but there was also this part of me that wanted to go over to them and say, oh, you guys are so beautiful. Who cares if anybody gets it or who cares if anybody ever sees a picture? But then I realized they're also a different generation. So on the way out of the restaurant, I just looked at them and I said, you girls are all so fierce and wonderful. It's just amazing and happy birthday. And, you know, they just lit up and blah, blah, blah. And I, well, and I realized they just, there's a generation that's dying for affirmation and they're, they're dying in a way that it's a little scary because what happens if one person looked at all those beautiful, sweet, well-intentioned photos and said, Ooh, you look ugly or Ooh, you this, or Ooh, you that. Cause you know, the haters, they be yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, so, they know. Right. And it made, it, it made me hope that in all of that desire to share this moment and be affirmed in this moment, that there wasn't also a spirit of rejection at work so that they, someone wouldn't fall apart, you know, from what happens when you're opening up your need for affirmation to anything other than Jesus. I love that you saw beyond the moment. You saw the moment after the moment after the moment. It's like God gave you this view. And I think too, that, that comes with, like having a story like you have, so you can see into that's why our testimonies, no testimonies are so important. And yours is like what you've walked through. And it's so important for young women to, you know, to have a woman that has been through it, speak over them. Even if they didn't know who you were, there is a fierceness to you and in you that comes from Jesus. And I, Bet you they won't ever forget that moment. And sometimes that those moments just pivot us. And so like us living out truthfully is the most fierce thing that can come against evil. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I have to say, I, I, we are all caught up in this obsession in the world today, this media, social media thing in some form or fashion to some degree or another, we all get sucked into it, pulled into it. I mean, you know, I think about the things my kids will send me to read. So even if I'm not going on Instagram, but if I'm sent something to look at or read, I click it, I'm there, you know? And it's like, I just, you know, I just want to encourage all of you watching to really try to look beyond this 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 one this public need for attention that can really um, control you know people it, it's a real you really need to look beyond the innocence of it and look at the ugliness in it go deeper because what I want you to do is really think about so that you're not controlled by a spirit of rejection but I also want you to think about how other people are or what's going on with other people because it's it's seeking God's point of view 
in all of this that we're then empowered to be able to deal with helping other people. I got to say that again. It is only through seeking God's point of view about what people are dealing with or going through that we're enabled to be able to help others. So, and, and not judge others, you know, yeah. or write them off. Um, and this, man, this is such a big indicator to me, you know, number seven. And how many times do we fall victim to, you know, uh, trying to prove ourselves in public? I mean, trying to prove yourself anyway can. Look, there's an element of, I think that's good, right? And this is what, when we talk about these indicators, what we're, what I'm trying to really show you is that some element of all of this exists and it's good to try to prove yourself. Like I want to prove myself in certain ways in every situation, in a new work experience, in a new, you had a very normal level of wanting to prove yourself to your client. In sure. experience, of course. And that's a I good thing. Want it. Yeah, right. I want them to love it because it's for them. Right. And that is a good thing because look, the Bible says, do all things as unto Christ, right? So we as believers want to walk in excellence. We want to do whatever it is we're doing, painting a picture, writing a book, teaching a Bible study, doing someone's interior in their home. We want to do it all in an excellent way as unto Christ. But once you've gone that far, the rest of it now you need to let go of because if that spirit of rejection has any place in your life or is connected to any brokenness in your past, the second that you don't get the result that you've worked very hard and deserve, that enemy is going to come in. But when you shut that door to that enemy, you can go, I love my client. I really wanted her to like what I did in her home. She didn't, but I know that I delivered and I did the best I can do. I'm going to learn from this, this experience with human nature, but I got to keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. And and Nova, you know what? And then the enemy, you're going to do a thousand jobs out of a thousand jobs of 900 people love what you did and a hundred don't. Okay. Those are great odds. That's right. I mean, it's the same thing. You can lead worship and you think, you know, whatever, or you can sing a song at a wedding and, you know, 75 people loved it and 25 people are like, oh my goodness, I hate that song. Like, okay. Like, okay. But if it uh, just like, it's just identity, it's moving out from wherever you are in your identity as God's daughter and, and, you know, making room for God to speak to you and ultimately transform you with the air, the things that come your way. It's not against you. It can just become a catalyst for becoming who God intended you to become. And I think like he's called us to be people that, you know, like empower people to be like Jesus and that we like that we are those people, not people that withhold and get offended and rejected and get like, we want to live a welcoming life. Like we want to be those. I want to be that person, you know? Yes, 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 yes. I I love, there's a, there's a comment from Ashley here and it's a, it's a question. And and I want to go with what you're saying. Don't we all subconsciously feed into that without realizing it? Do you, do you think we feed into trying to prove ourselves to others in public and without realizing it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I do. 
I do think that because you, you know, you, everybody wants to feel like somebody, but we already are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just aren't living it like we believe that. So we need affirmation all the time to go, I'm doing right, right. I'm doing the right thing. I'm good. I'm right. Right. You guys accept me and right. And I think we do subconsciously do that. And, but that is like you said, Cynthia, that's where we have to take it. Let's go deeper. Let's invite Jesus into it. Let's just let's just take a, take everything that's happening and go a little deeper with the Lord and begin to have a conversation like, what is this about, Lord? Why do I feel that way? And if I'm feeling that way, why 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 am I feeling that way about you know that thing and that i don't know just taking it deeper and asking ourselves you know more questions and getting into the word like constantly and feeding yourself and nourishing yourself and eating of the truth because it's so the truth can we've talked about this before it can just be so close to a lie oh <laughs> so yeah. close yeah yeah so it's such a it's such a I, it's such a an insidious thing, you know, to live your life seeking the approval of others, you know, and and not and because there's a there's a healthy level of seeking the approval of others, and then there's a very unhealthy level of it. And you are right; you've got to so live with the Holy Spirit. You've got to so walk with the Holy Spirit. You've got to so talk daily, moment to moment with the Lord as you go through the day, being a noticer of yourselves. And I said it a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. It's one of the most powerful things I think I've ever said to my son. When you wake up during the day, check yourself. Be a noticer of yourself as you go through your day. Why are you, you know, ask yourself, why am I reacting this way? Why am I Why do I feel like this right now? When you notice feelings, right? When you notice things at work, especially this rejection thing, if you notice it going off, you might have to stop because if you're a noticer of yourself, like you were in that moment with your client, Nova, you probably went, whoa, hang on a second. Why am I running to the car with my stuff, hiding it all away? This goes back to that moment with my mom. Okay. What am I going to do about this? God Come on in. We need to partner. We need to dialogue because you gave me this talent, Lord. You gave me this experience, right? Yeah. All opportunities come from God. So he knew he was there with you through it. And he was there with you in that part of it. So when you go there, I think then you really are setting yourself up for a very powerful life of being a victor in all situations. And, and, you know, I think just, Everything that you constantly talk about, Cynthia, is, yeah, being that victor in that situation. And then knowing that, you know, life is always a setup to be a learner. You're just being set up all the time to learn. And if you are open, you can really learn the good and hard lessons and use it to launch you into the destiny that God has for you. Yeah, and I think uh, Miche's comment uh, that just came in kind of punctuates the whole thing, right? We have to grow into our identity because and become the person God always meant us to be. And I would even say we have to grow into our identity and become the person God always meant us to be because 
God always meant us to root our identity in him. Therefore, open up, open up your Bible, know the word of God, know what your identity is, know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, know that you're the first and not the last, know that you're more than a conqueror, right? Know that he's with you in all things, including when you feel rejected in a moment. And speak it out loud like we're doing here. Say it, speak it. That actually can change our subconscious mind in deep ways is when we, because our subconscious will kind of just always float up. You notice your subconscious and then you speak the opposite of maybe what your subconscious is trying to tell you the story you've always heard played in your head. So, um, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm sitting here laughing at the, you know, no buts. I, I don't think I'll ever, that's like going to be one of my big takeaways from, from te, this girl club session is no, no buts. You know, and it and it's it's uh, it, it makes me think of you know just how how much we love butts, right? I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm you guys, I'm trying not to go there because all I hear in my head is I like big, I like big butts, and I can't let that. I'll tell you why, but you know what? There are reasons. There are reasons we like butts. We're so comfortable with our butts because our butts are an indicator. Our butts release us from having the responsibility to actually choose victory. Our That's butt it. The excuse that we need to not deal because at the end of the day, we don't have any faith to deal. And it's yeah. such a trip, you know, and our butts do get bigger and bigger and bigger. But our therefores make room for God. I drop. That's what that does. It makes room for God to move in our life. And man, that's what I want. I'm like, I want to make room. I want to set up spaces in my mind, in my heart, in my life to just, God, I want to make rooms for you. I don't want to make rooms for the enemy to, you know, hide away and stow away and, and rear his ugly head. I want to, I want to make room for the Lord to move Yeah, in my life. Amen. That's, that's fun. That is being a daughter of the King who has life, brings life, lives life. And it feels so empowering and so encouraging, you know, even when life hits us really hard. Well, and I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, a question I have around this uh, point number seven, you know, that you're dealing with some demonically empowered spirit of rejection in your life is, you know, do you make room for God to move in your life if you're always trying to prove yourself in public? No, you stifle God's movement in your life when you're always trying to prove yourself in public because you've now elevated the public into the position of God. Because Okay. Okay. That is awesome. Because in all honesty, Nova, if I'm trying to prove myself to God, which I don't even need to prove myself to my father. I mean, I don't want you guys to go too crazy with that because the Lord loves us and yeah. we need to have a fear, a healthy fear of the Lord. And yes, on a certain level, we want to prove ourselves worthy, you know, um, but I don't want you to fall into the wrong place when I say, if I'm trying to prove myself to God, but if I am focused on proving myself only to God, then God's on the throne in my life, not the public. And nine times out of 10 in proving God, improving myself to God, I might offend some people in the public because 
God and the public don't necessarily align in the world that yeah. we live in today. Right. It's interesting. I, I mean, think about this. I can prove myself to the public, Nova, every day, all day. It's really easy. And, and I, and it can involve a lot of sin, but then I won't be proving myself to God. Something you said, Cynthia, struck me about worthiness, and this just kind of popped in my spirit, but, you know, are we trying to prove ourselves worthy of worship? Because we want people's, we want their words to become our worth-ship. So are we proving ourselves because we actually just want to be worshipped? Because it's, this is awesome because I was reading in Psalm 115 and it it was talking about the name of God, giving him glory. And I think it's verse nine. It talks all about these idols and where, you know, where's their God. And um, they're talking about idols of silver and gold. And, And it goes down to say those who make them, these idols become like them. And so do all who trust in them. So where you put your attention is what you worship. So are we trying to prove ourselves worth-ship, worthy? Do we want to be worthy, not as God's daughter, but we're putting ourselves out there, proving ourselves because we really want to be worshipped? Because that's where we're putting our attention on us. Okay, and see, when you're in the word and you're looking deeper, you come to these kinds of revelation because you are absolutely right. At what point is this really and truly just man's inherent desire to always be like God? Be worshipped. To be worshipped. Right. It's the ultimate, well, it's Satan. It's the ultimate of Satan. You know, he, he think Satan, you know, was beautiful and and admired and led worship, but he he, wanted it. He wanted it. He wanted the throne. He wanted the thing. And that's something, there's something inside of all of us. You know, that's why pride goes before a fall. Scripture, pride goes before a fall. Because I think that when we want to elevate ourselves above God, there's nowhere to go but down. You can only. Nowhere. Only. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if if, if we just take that and just sit, like, where do I really put my attention. And when I try to prove myself publicly, what am I really asking? Do, am I asking for people to worship me? And, and we have to ask ourselves that we do. It's a really important question as a believer, Yeah, you know, to, to, to set ourselves up to be the idol of worship. Yeah. Because look, and I'm going to ask a question. I, I often ask, you know, because I come here all the time, what if this is as good as it gets? Mm-hmm. What if in your life right now today, you're as good as it gets? You know, now that's not saying that the God things you can't work on because you can, but where you are with what you have, with what you've been blessed with today, is it enough? Can it be enough? Can you find that place where it's enough? Because scripture also says that godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, we've got to be content with ourselves. That and that there's no room for a spirit of rejection to be demonically at work. If we're if I'm content with me, well I really don't care if you're not. I mean, I'm content with me not because I'm my god and I determine some jacked up set of standards. I have to be content with me because when I line myself up next to the word of God, I can say, 
okay, okay, I'm working on this, Lord. I'm working on that. Oh, okay, I did this better today. Thank you for helping me. Oh, okay, God. Like you literally become so engaged in your own process of being content with yourself and with God and with what he's doing in you and through you and what he's given you and blessed you with that you're not living yearning outside of yourself, which is a scary thing. And when you're yearning outside of yourself, of course you're looking to please others, especially in public because it's outside. Public is outside. Inside? private, that, that, that's the place that determines everything, right? For yeah. out of the yeah. overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, the life is lived, the day is, 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 is uh, navigated. It's all out of the overflow of your heart. Yeah. And if you really want to know what you're about, start recording yourself and listening to the words that are coming out of your mouth. If you really want to know who you are, start listening to yourself. Just put put your memos on and just record the words that you speak out to your children, to your husband, to your friends, to your coworkers. If you want to know who you really are, it comes out. Yes. Yes, it does. You know, it's funny. Um, my husband, he, he, he sometimes will snapshot text conversations with our son. And I'll say, you, sh- you need to make this point right now. You need, And he'll go, no, it has no power right now. Christian loves the Lord. And when I show him later, it'll have more impact because he won't be able to believe or imagine that he thought like that or, or said that or misunderstood this or that, whatever it is. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But it is really interesting because sometimes I have gone back through my own text messages with my son and or my husband or someone and gone, I need to call and apologize. Wow. Because I see in my message, in the what I was really dealing with that maybe I didn't want to admit to myself in the moment. Yeah, that's it. And it takes humility, but like. All those moments, again, it's just for us. It's just, it's, we are supposed to become until we move into eternity, we're always becoming. And that's, that, this is the part about being human and being able to process and not feeling like a a failure because you made a mistake. We're just humans that are learning to work with God and believe that we are who he says he is he says we are and just and 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 like there is a grace in that i love that cynthia that you can go back and like gosh i need to apologize there's a grace and there's a humility that actually makes your husband and your son desire to be around you more than if you're like well that woman never apologizes they actually will want that that brings people your your family they're drawn to why are they drawn to that because that's the heart of jesus yeah. That's the heart of Jesus. So people are always drawn to the truth, which is Jesus and the heart of Jesus, which is love. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, and it's real. You it know, is real. It's, 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 I mean, it's real. You know, you have to be real with yourself before you can be real with anybody else. And the realest place that I have found for myself is before the throne of grace on my knees in prayer, reading the word and being open to what God wants to teach me about myself, you know, just literally like if I'm able to receive and accept lessons about myself and I, and I, and I share this for all of you, if you can stay in that place where God can teach you, right. Have a teachable spirit 
then you can grow in leaps and bounds quicker than everyone around you. But that also means that everyone around you can grow in leaps and bounds as well. Because when you are, I think, invested in your in, in humbly growing and hearing others and and working on your responses to others and not processing everything through a lens of rejection or, and, and all of these different behavioral patterns that come from it, other people want to be around you. You know, you win. It's literally people want to be around victors. They really don't want to be around victims. You know, it's, it's heavy. It's, it's sad. It's self-focused. It's a lot of times when you're around people who really are knee deep in a victim mentality in their life, they just can't move forward. And at the end of the day, all of us want to hitch our caboose to a train that's moving forward. Yes, we do. We do. All of us do. None of us really, truly wants to be stuck. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm tempted to move on to the next point, but I think since we're running short on time, what I'm going to do is um, just kind of begin to wrap it up. And the next point that we're going to pick up with next week um, in dealing with 10 indicators that you perhaps are dealing with the spirit of rejection in your life, dealing with it, living with it, grappling, wrestling. You need to be able to recognize uh, when the enemy has got something empowered in your life that's working against you and against everything you desire to be and do. It's causing you to be a victim instead of a victor, right? So the next one we're going to look at when we start next week, which ought to be really interesting. I love this one, Nova. This The eighth indicator is that you feel like you're on the outside looking in during interactions with people. This one requires, I think, a lot of unpacking because this one can be really linked to a very deep brokenness in your life. This indicator was the one that caused me to actually seek inner healing because I remember sitting down with a counselor with a therapist who was very beneficial in my life at one point. And I said to her, I feel like I'm on the outside of my life watching a really good movie. Like sometimes it's really good and entertaining. Sometimes it's horrible, but like, it's just someone else's movie. I don't even feel connected to it. That was very deep. And so for those of you who are watching I want you to be a real noticer of this over the course of the next week. Um, are you actually feeling like you're on the outside of your life? You know, wow. like you're on the outside are, are interactions. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's deep, Cynthia. But it is. Or am I going to be in it? Like live in my life, experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we could say so much. I, But I, my one thought about that is when I feel like, because I have felt that and I've been a victim and I've been rejected. When I felt like I was watching someone else's life, it's because I wanted to cut off any emotion that made me feel like I wasn't enough. So that self, I got self, self protection for me to go that's really someone else's life. And then I won't get hurt. And then I can go over here and uh, yeah, I've definitely been there. 
Yeah. Me For too. sure. Yeah. Me and too. those moments, those moments can rear their ugly, ugly heads. It's the height of escapism, you know, and the mm-hmm. sad thing is we live in a world, especially in our country where now some of the drugs that I use to escape are legal like marijuana, right? Like, you know, people, alcohol and alcoholism has always been a, a, a dominant force that people use to escape into. Um, yeah. These are things that, you know, people use to numb the feelings and emotions that they're actually having day to day. And I'm here to tell you, God did not create you to numb your feelings and emotions. He created you to be in control of your feelings and emotions and have godly wisdom and, and, and reason as the anchor of your life. So, yeah, this is a heavy one. And I, yeah. it's a heavy one. It is a heavy one. Um, but you know what? So on that note, Nova, will you pray us out today? I feel like just yeah. pray us out. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we, we thank you that you are with us. And Father, we just sit in adoration that you, 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 you're seated on the throne and you love us and we're yours. And Holy Spirit, our reliance on you as our teacher to bring the word that you've given us to, to life. We're just so grateful for that. And Lord, I, I, I just pray for each woman who is hearing now this um, conversation that we'll hear it in the future, God, that you will meet her, that you will show her that she is, um, she belongs to you. She is yours and that she isn't rejected. She was intentionally formed, intentionally created, and you have an intentional purpose and an intentional plan for her life. And so, Lord, I break off any spirit of rejection that are co- that is coming against, that are coming against your girls, your daughters. And in the name of Jesus, I command them to go and be no more. And we invite your Holy Spirit to just come and take root, the peace of the Holy Spirit to take root in these women's lives that they would know that apart from you, they, they can't do anything, that their identity would be rooted in you. And Lord, I just, where you go, we say we will go. Where you take us, we will follow you. And we want to partner with you. We want to be a generation of women that move from being victims to living in victory, being victors that we move from the chaos into peace. And we know that with you, that is not only possible, it's what we were destined for, to live those kinds of lives, not just for ourselves, but for the world who is in need of love, the love of Jesus that changes absolutely everything. And so Jesus, we we say, have your way in us today. We make room for you to do whatever you desire to do in us and through us. God, we say, no more buts. 
but we say, therefore, because I'm yours, therefore, all things are possible. So we just wrap all of this up and we say, we love you and we we know that you love us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Nova. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Love you. Love you, love too. You, sister. Love you, too. What a great moment, moments with all of you. Yeah. 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 No, it is you guys. And I love, I love your comments. Um, I thank you guys for joining us every week on girl club. We just, we grow, we fall more in love. I think with even our own purpose, right? We get more in touch even with what God is doing through our lives. So may you be encouraged to be in touch with what he's doing through your lives. And I think just a perfect ending note for this week's girl club is that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Therefore have a great week. <laughs> Woo! Woo! That's it. That's it. Mic drop. Love, Love you all. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you Mwah, for your time. Thank you and your heart and your ministry. Love you. Love you. Thank girl. you. Thank you. Bye, buddy. God bless you guys. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015 and every single day of the week I read one chapter of scripture then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.